First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Welcome to the program. Doing pretty well, Richie. I'll tell you what, I wasn't feeling too hot coming into today, watching the game tonight. Cologne gets hit in the hand, thinking everything bad's going to happen. And, and handsome Hansel Robles, what a, what a pitch and performance. 2-1 win against those bastards, the Royals. Very pleased with that. Yeah, I felt like a bit of a jerk. You know, I wrote a tweet last week. Uh, I said, Hansel's pitching like Gretel. And tonight, uh, you know, I, I stuffed that. I took that tweet, stuffed it in a big ball, and shoved it right in my own mouth because... Uh, that guy put on a show for us. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to Tolo. I hope the hope the hand is doing all right. I'm pretty sure the meat from him being a little hefty saved him from a fracture. So uh, we're in good shape there. But great job by the bullpen tonight and the uh, big win. Absolutely, kids. Stuff your sorries in a sack. We're we're happy for the win. And uh, you know, last week we were of course sponsored by Eddie's Soapbox and and Richie. I'll I'll be honest. We're not sponsored by them t- this week, and it's not really our fault. Eddie told us after the show he was actually a Yankee fan. Told me he was uh, Don Lawson's nephew. Wow. Caught, caught me off guard. So so I don't love it, but he was a nice guy about it, even though he's a terrible Yankee fan, and their stadium's like a, like a stuffy museum. Yeah, I mean, I feel about uh, Yankee Stadium the way I felt about my mom dragging me to TJ Maxx when I was a little kid. I was, I was always just like, why am I here? I don't want to leave ASAP. And you know what? This is really this is Eddie's loss because now I'm getting a little pissed off. We can't hold the boss sponsorship down to save our lives, but the last two have not been our fault, and this is Eddie's loss. The soapbox was a little too bougie for me anyway. Uh, you know, I gave someone in a Yankee shirt a purple nurple last week. I was asked to take a hike. I was absolutely stunned. I mean, the world's so PC now; you can't do nothing no more. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping that. Mr. Trump gets his gets his financial situation together, and we could finally uh, make an, uh, make America great enough again, so that I can go to the bar and start uh, dicking around. Yeah, I tell you, Eddie, nice guy, but a bougie crowd, bougie Yankee fan. I'm not going to Yankee Stadium and paying twenty five hundred dollars to flame and yawn. I'll tell you what. But uh, our new sponsor this week, because it is the summertime, shout out to Honolulu Harry's out in Montauk. It's not quite Hawaii, Richie, but it's as close as you get. Plenty of rocket fuel. They break out the limbo stick on Fridays. They hand out the lays at the door. You wear your finest Hawaiian shirt. You really like a, feel like a real classy guy. A uh, lot of women, full full day Sunday luau. But, you know, you got to be careful with the rocket fuel, Richie. There was uh, a couple times I was pounded away on those, and I ended up with no pants, no wallet, face down at the Hither Hills. Yeah, I mean, I shout out to you for uh, for figuring this one out. This is a hell of a spot. Went out there. I'm a I'm a limbo champion from back in the day. No one even realizes this. And the thing is about it is that like you know it feels like a vacation. It feels like one of those dr vacations. You go out there, you got yourself a Hawaiian shirt on. The beauty of it is that Montauk, little uh, geographical lesson for everybody here. Montauk's at the end of Long Island, so if you go straight across the ocean, you hit Hawaii anyway. It's like a hop, skip, and a jump away. So I, I feel really good about Honolulu Harry's. Welcome aboard. Uh, Aloha, so to speak. And uh, in addition to. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a great time. So uh, I feel good about this boss sponsorship. Hopefully it lasts. 
more than a week. Uh, we've checked out their fandom. I think they're all they're all on board with the New York Metsies, and uh, you know, great job again, Tommy. Hey, Richie, I, I appreciate it. I'll tell you what, I'll certainly be out there July 4th having my share, a couple pops over at Honolulu Harry's. Remember the name. So as we head to this upcoming week of baseball, Mets baseball, we're going to open with tomorrow. We're going to be posting this on Wednesday, a little behind-the-scenes secret. We tape this on the Tuesday night. But uh, on the Wednesday day game, Noah Sindengard versus Danny Duffy. This is a rematch from opening day, or Noah st- – bringing it back from opening day uh, when he made the Rockets fans play the world's tiniest violin. Noah struck out nine over six innings. Mets took down a 2 nothing win. And only a two-game series, a day-night slate for the Royals. They're only in town for two days. Have the day off Thursday before playing the Astros back in Kansas City on Friday. And luckily for the Royals, gives them plenty of time to check out the fine cuisine here in New York. And, and Richie, I got a joke. Where do, the, where do the Royals go to get pizza in New York? Where do they go? <laughs> they go to Sparrows. <laughs> All these good pizza places. I, I stole that one from Michael Scott, you know, the great Michael Scott on The Office. Uh, totally classic show. Bunch of noobs. I hope they uh, they should, though. They should check out the TJ at Fridays. It's a good Fridays. Over, over in Times Square, yeah. The one in Times Square. I mean, people say it's a little pricey, but, you you know, you're getting a, you're getting a dearth. That's a big word, uh, but it, you got a dearth of French fries with a, each meal. So uh, good for them. And, uh, yeah, the Royals, they're coming from the land of barbecue sauce and childhood obesity, thrown right into the fire. Sending God, he's our rock. Uh, I expect the Royals to look a little more nervous at the plate than I was when I forgot the oranges for my kid's hockey game. Uh, it was my week. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. Uh, you know, what, what was I supposed to do? You win some, you lose some. Also, to be honest with you, I cannot emotionally handle losing to a guy with the name Danny. Grow up, all right? Are you a grown man or are you a little boy? What is this, first grade? You know, do you need the little baby seat in the uh, shopping cart at King Cullen? Call yourself Dan or Daniel like a gentleman. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. I don't, I don't usually do this. I'm not a big prediction guy. I'm usually a fly by the seat of my pants and, uh, you know, just just enjoy the game kind of guy. But I'm saying... Syndergaard versus Duffy, Mets 9, Royals 1. I like it. We got the Nordic Prince, your boy Noah, on the mound tomorrow. And after that, we're heading to Atlanta. Last week, Richie, I'll be, I'll be honest, I was on this show last week, and I was clowning these Braves. I was saying I never heard of these pitches. And, you know, sure enough, they, they come in, they gave us the business this weekend. Mets really underachieved. So we're going to go back to Atlanta, try and get them back. And we're seeing uh, Matt Harvey against this Gant guy, this Ron Gant impersonator again this, this week. Gant went six and two-thirds against the Mets on Friday in a 5-1 win against our boy Javi. I'd like to say the Mets would be in good shape, but after the Jamison Italian debacle where they faced the guy twice in a row, didn't learn anything, I don't know with this Gant character. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you expect to see out of this? You know, I was at this game against uh, Ron Gant's son the other day, and uh, I'll tell you something. I almost ripped up my train ticket back to Massapequa Park. That's how pissed I was. This guy raises his leg 30 or 40 times before he throws the ball in. I mean, that can't be legal. I think the umps are letting him get away with some stuff. Uh, they feel bad, maybe, that we traded him for uh, your boy your boy Kelly, Jelly Johnson. Uh, if we don't figure out this guy in his stupid OCD foot, you know, you lift it up, you put it down, you lift it up, you put it down. Figure it out, buddy, all right? Uh, I'm going to flip out. I'm not going to be a lot of fun at Honolulu Harry's, I'll tell you that much. 
I hear you, kid, and, and you don't know what to expect from Harvey these days. You know, seeing Harvey is kind of like running to that girl you dated in high school. Used to be totally hot. You see her in the bars. You talk to her that one night. She's looking good. You're flirting. Maybe you had a couple of drinks. You get your hopes up. You ask her out for on a date. Then all you, all of a sudden, you go on the date. She's breathing that marble light, juicy fruit breath all over you and asking you to pay for her electric bill. And it's not a good time. It's not a good time. That's how I feel with Harvey. It's hit or miss. You know, you get your hopes up and... It's just enough to bring you down. That's a very specific reference, Tommy, but I like it. And, you know, you're right about that. Harvey's like the girl on Match.com. Uh, don't tell my wife I have one of those. But, uh, you know, it's like the girl on Match.com takes the high-angle selfie. Sometimes she's cute, and uh, sometimes she's got a spare tire under that first chin. So it's tough to say what you're going to get. Little Jekyll and Hyde. Still love them, though. Harvey, Dark Knight. Yeah, I hear you, kid. I won't tell her about Match.com, but... uh won't tell her about the farmers only either. Oh, get out of here, you dog. <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh, I won't tell. I'll never tell. Uh, as we head to the next night, our boy Steven Matz going against Blair for the Braves. And heading into tonight, as we say this on Tuesday night, the Braves have now won six straight games after beating the Marlins in ten innings tonight. Over their previous five, they've scored 31 runs. So the Braves did something similar like this in April. They won four in a row before losing their next eight. Let's hope for a repeat of that. I mean, I really hope so. Uh, the Braves are treating us like it's the 90s again. Did I miss something, Tommy? Is, uh, is Chippa Jones back? Is John Rocca belittling minorities in the subway? Should I be, should I be worried? What's going on here? You know, I, have, I haven't bought a, a fresh pack of batteries since uh, about 99 because of that guy. Uh, you know, I'd love, to see, I'd love to know what's going on here because this is a... Uh, a dog poop team. You know, I'm trying to keep it PG for the kids. Uh, and as for the Mets, we got to figure stuff out. I've got this Tony Blair guy. Um, you know, Matt's had a cranky elbow last week, so to speak. And uh, I don't think that's actually true. My take on Matt's elbow is that Terry was punishing the offense, saying, you know what? You guys aren't going to hit for a good pitcher. How's this? We're going to let this big Canadian giraffe, Jim Henderson, take over. He's going to give up a gaggle of runs, and then you see how hard it is to come back. I think that's just some, you know, some managing hijinks, a little managing chess from Terry Collins. I don't, uh, I don't actually believe Matts was hurt, but in any case, we gotta, we gotta take care of business against uh, the Braves and Tony Blair. I, I agree completely, kid. And every time this guy Henderson comes in, it's a total boondoggle. Always throwing the fastball. Always the old number one. I'm tired of, I'm tired of you, Henderson. I'm tired of you. And uh, as we head to the next day, we got to see this jabroni again, this Julio Tehran against DeGrom, just the guy I want to see. Tehran's got the Mets number. He's got a 2.66 earned one average this season. And over the last three years, the Mets have faced him nine times. He's got a 2.6 ERA and held them to a 2.12 batting average. Not a great record against the Mets because the Braves haven't scored him a lot of run, but he always holds them down. In fact, the only guy who hits them well is, is the Duda man, uh, who's got a good BVP, and unfortunately he's out. So all this means is this uh, Tehran character is a problem. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this is one of those guys. I mean, that, that was a, a rough way to spend Father's Day watching this Tehran guy just mop us up. Uh, you know, the, the way I feel about watching this Tehran guy play the Mets is how I feel when uh, a softball team is playing against Carp Auto or Rockville Center. They got this 75-year-old guy with a knee brace, which is an automatic red flag. Those are always great pitches. He throws junk. 
The whole thing feels like one big kick in the dick. No one goes home happy. Doesn't matter how many beers you have. And with the lineup we have out there right now, it's kind of like we just got to close our eyes, swing, and hope for the best. You know, unless, of course, uh, Jason DeGrom can hold, uh, hold the Braves at bay long enough for us to get to that bullpen and scratch at a W. But otherwise, uh, real crapshoot, not feeling great about the T-Ron game. Yeah, I agree completely going against this T-Rod guy, and uh, we'll get to the Father's Day scenario. Uh, a friend of mine a little later had a had a thing there that we'll get into, but as we finish up this series, Bud Norris versus Bartolo Colon, a couple guys with the letter B opening their name. Bartolo, last two seasons, is 10-4 and four in the month of June. I tell you, Richie, he's a big man. You'd think he'd struggle in the heat, but he actually gets stronger. Yeah, you know what? Uh, some big men are like that. I used to play Green Hornets football with this kid that got better in the summer, and uh, you know he was he was probably like five four, maybe three bills, and uh, I think it was because his sweat smelled like cabbage, so no one really wanted to block him. But still, he was big and better in the heat. Uh, bought a coin flip for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out one of those hot takes here. All right, one of those. Um, I think he's doing the reverse age thing. A lot of the uh, Spanish players come over here. Oh, oh, I'm 29. No, you're not. You're 36. Oh, I'm I'm 22. No, you're not. You're 47. Okay, he's doing a reverse thing. He's telling everyone he's 44 years old. I think Bart is uh, is no older than 35, and uh, that's good for us because he's going to be around for many years. And now we need him because uh, Wheeler is not wheels up. One of the wheels blew out in the car, and. Uh, we're uh, we're putting them back on the shelf for a little while. You know what I mean? I like that take, Richie. Uh, he's kind of like the modern day version of the the Benjamin Button. Yeah, you you better believe it. And you know what? Before we move on to the next topic, uh, you know, since we are taping this the night before, um, Bartolo had a ball ricochet off his hand. It was uh, a little scary, a little upsetting. If we could just have a uh, moment of prayer and a moment of silence for Bartolo's hand, I'd appreciate it if you'd join me. Thank you. All right, I, I agree completely, and it and it, a great evidence that the man is getting younger. He takes that shot off his hand and and he shrugs it off. X-rays negative. You can't break that man. No, nah, no way. It's like I said before. You don't. If he doesn't have as much fat meat in that palm. I, I think that's a broken bone. You know, that ball goes off my hand, shattered. Bone dust. There's bone dust everywhere. Uh this guy though, he's he's got like a he's got like a six pack of hot dogs in, in inside his palm and uh it's for the best. God bless him. Yeah, shout out to Bartolo, a show favorite, as always, as we're gonna head to our storyline segment for the week and the hot gossip, the hot news on the street. Jose Reyes designated by the Colorado Rockies for assignment. You're hearing people out there that allege to be sources and, and no Reyes say he wants a reunion with the New York Metropolitans. Richie, what do you think? Do you think they're going to bring him back? Well, first, do you want to do a quick, you know, just before we even start talking about Jose Reyes and whether or not I want him back, let's just remind people what they could have. Join me right now. Ready? Jose, 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 Jose. Jose, 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 jump in. Let's go. Jose, <laughs> Jose, Jose, Jose. Tommy, I don't hear you. You're the you're the tenor kid. I gotta let you go. Unbelievable. You always had well, you always had the voice in the choir. I, you he, know. he gets he gets shy when I sing. But I but anyway, 
you know, I would take him back as long as he doesn't have that stupid hair anymore. He was looking like Dennis Rodman at one point. Uh, he was on the list. I wasn't a big fan. But uh, a lot of people don't think he has the skills to play anymore. If he's healthy, though, the guy's got wheels. Um, you know, plus, like I said, the Jose Jose chant, can't discredit that. And that whole Spanish segment between the innings. People don't see that on TV. Professor Reyes. Professor Reyes. He used to teach us Spanish in between innings, helped me and my wife out in a huge jam. We walked into the wrong part of the DR, got held up at knife point for my Tommy Bahama sandals. Uh, frankly, I owe him my life. So I cannot say a bad word. I would love to see Mr. Reyes back in the orange and blue. I agree completely. And as we look where potential help on the left side of the infield, Mets holding a private workout for this Goriel character who defected from Cuba, a guy uh, playing on the Cuban national team. He's, he's 32 years old, so he's not your typical defector coming from Cuba. He's not a young man. But what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, these, these guys with the crazy Y names, uh, Yanis and uh, Udieski, uh, you know, what happened to like a, what happened like a Mike or a Steven or a Brian, one of these, uh, these normal names. Uh, at the same time, though, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't care if his name's Zanzibar. As long as he can smack the ball over the field, it's, uh, it's fine with me. So, uh, you know, if I try to say this guy's name, I'm going to have a stroke. But I think we should make a trade with Cuba to get him. Send someone over there that they want, and hopefully they send him back our way. Pull the trigger, Sandy. We need a big bat. Yeah, I tell you what, Richie, the most important thing for me is the fact that him and Cespedes go back together like they played in Cuba. It's like if you need an extra body for softball, we got our buddy Eric, who's the best player on the team. He says he's got a guy that can play. Chances are the guy can play. I mean, this guy goes to travel tournaments. This isn't, uh, you know, your Tom, Dick, and Harry out here on the island. And, you know, this isn't like Eric Campbell saying he's got a guy from B.C. that can really rip it. You know, this is, uh, this is a legit guy saying he's got a real baseball player that he can help this team. So I like the relation uh, in terms of that. And as we talk about underachieving hitters like, like Eric Campbell. Sorry, Eric. Didn't mean to throw you under the bus. You're not even really part of this. But we got to... Loop you in with Kevin Pilecki because there are a lot of similarities in, in terms of ground outs to third base among these two. And uh, not looking too good for our boy Kevin. Oh, man. Kevin, uh, you know, RIP, rest in paradise, uh, sent down to AAA. And, uh, you know, while you're down there, put some money on the Giants to win the Super Bowl, kid, because <laughs> you're going to be in Vegas for quite a while. Uh, Kev, Kevo was having trouble up here. Looked like he was getting hit and tips from Jason Bay. And uh, it sucks. It sucks to get told you're not good enough, which is why I never got to drive the forklift when I worked at Lowe's. But, you know, we all got to uh, pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and uh, move on. So do what's best for the team. I mean, granted, having Ty Kelly up here is not best for the team either. But hopefully he's in that trade to Cuba for uh, Udieski. Yeah, I tell you, Richie, I feel bad for the guy. He was up here in the big city. Doesn't look like it's going to really work out. And for a guy that spent his college years in, in West Lafayette, Indiana, at Purdue University, a lot of it's an engineering school out there. I, I feel for this guy. But, I, I mean, it's not like he's stuck behind Cal Ripken Jr. I love Travis Dunno, but the guy's hurt every two weeks. So, like I told my former girlfriend, who's now a cocktail waitress over at the Gossip Gentlemen's Club, this isn't goodbye. It's probably only a see you later. Yeah, Bernice was really nice. You know, it's uh, it's nice that you brought her brought her back up and made her a part of the podcast. You're right, though, Darno. Uh, a little brittle. Kind of like my grandma with the osteoporosis. Uh, <laughs> little brittle. So 
there's every chance we see Cape Law back up here, and uh, hopefully he brings his regular bat, not his Swiss cheese bat. You know what I mean? Hey, I agree completely, kid. And as we talk about brittle old people, we got to get to our boy Terry Collins. And sorry, Terry, I hate to hate to give you the business here, but Terry's kind of on the hot seat now. The question is, should he be on the hot seat? Listen, I- I'm going to be really honest with you. Terry should fire Sandy, who should then fire Terry. To swear. Then, yeah, stick with me here. Then they should rehire Steve Phillips and Bobby V, because he was the only manager we ever had with some balls. That mustache gag was classic. Uh, then we trade Duda and Blevins for LaCroix and Braun, call up TJ Rivera, because they said he's putting some good swings on the ball. I never heard of the kid, but really, who gives a shit? Uh, and then we put that new kid we drafted, Dunn. He was in the park tonight. Don't know why they didn't dress him. Put him in the bullpen, and then trade Paul Wecky to Cuba for uh, the Gurial and bring up Nemo. Now, why am I sitting here at my home desk in my apartment that I rent every year, okay? Can't afford to buy yet. Why am I sitting here fixing the team in my underwear from my apartment and Sandy can't do this? I Hey, you're always the best at the old stratomatic baseball. You know, you're a, you're a real general manager at heart, Richie. And, and chaos, I love it. I, I think we give Terry to the All-Star break, give him a chance to go down to Boca Raton, sleep for five days straight. He's an old man. This this Major League Baseball schedule is not conducive to an older man. Let him recharge the batteries, get the early bird special at Bennigan, see how he feels. If he doesn't work after a couple of weeks, we'll bring in Wally Backman. He'll uh, challenge the entire team to a fight in the clubhouse, and maybe that'll spark him. Yeah, the good thing about Wally Backman is that if I feel like if the season goes down the crapper, the worse we get, the more entertaining he's going to get. You ever see that video where he's just throwing bats in the field? That wasn't during a win, just so you know. That was a lot of bats. <laughs> so that's all during bad times. So really, uh, things things can only get more entertaining, even if they don't. Even if the rate of play does not go up on the field. Hundred percent, kid. And as we finish up with storylines, a new segment we're going to be bringing every week. Going to be going through our weekly awards. Gonna be Very giving, excited for this. This is good. This is good. You suggested this. This was good. We talked. Uh, we talked on the landline last night, and uh, our first award is the uh, Vance Wilson. Participation Award. Shout out to Vance. Who do we got here? I'm giving it to Ty Kelly. Uh, you know, I give it to him because he's just one of those guys that, like, you know, you forget he's there. He sits there. He looks terrified every time he comes to bat. Uh, but, you know, he shows up to the park every day. He puts on his pants one leg at a time like everybody else. And uh, he, he's just willing to get out there and try, even though no one really cares for him. Uh, you know, I, I met Vance Wilson probably 600 times at spring training, and I did a little test at one point to see, you know, what, uh, everyone was signing autographs. And I said, what do you think Vance would sign? This guy is just eager to please. So I took out a cockroach ad for uh, pest control, and I said, hey, Vance, come here. Would you sign this? Comes over, signs the pest control ad. It's just one of those things. The guy's a gamer, a team player. He just he wants you to be happy. He wants you to be happy for him, and he wants you to be happy with him. And I think Ty Kelly's one of those guys. He's just—he's waiting for the other shoe to drop at any minute, and for him to just be, you know, uh, thrown right into the ocean. So, th- thanks for coming. Thanks for playing, Ty Kelly, and uh, best of luck to you, Vance Wilson Participation Trophy. I love it. You know, he got the one home run in Pittsburgh. He, he really sacked it. He's got that highlight for the rest of his life, and. Uh, you know, as, as I alluded to earlier, the award for ruining Father's Day to Julio Tehran, throw the numbers out the window, just throw this guy out. I'm pretty, uh, pretty, not, pretty angry this guy ruined Father's Day at the park. Imagine taking your dad there and watch them be no hit 
You're driving back, it's hot, the air conditioning's not working, you're stuck in beach traffic, leaving the stadium, and all of a sudden you're asking your father why I didn't make the county playoff game back in 85, and then you're yelling at each other on the WBAB over the stereo. I mean, I'm not saying that that happened to me or anything, but just a theoretical. No, you're not not an unclassy guy like that, but, you know, uh, a perfect award, uh, this T-Ron total douche, Ruined Father's Day. Um, thankfully, we found Honolulu Harry's right afterward. So, uh, you know, we had some recovery drinks. But uh, that brings us to our next award. And uh, it's called the You You Should Probably Have Mentioned That Earlier Award. And then who does that go to, Tommy? I tell you, this goes to the New York Mets for announcing today that Noah Syndergaard was going tomorrow and Cologne was going tonight, and they passed it off as a classic mix-up. That's great if it's a classic mix-up, but for uh, guys paying the Syndergaard prices to go see Cologne, who only pitches, you know, one one third of an inning, I I wouldn't be too excited about that. Yeah, Terry, thanks for giving us the heads up. I'm glad I got to see an impromptu Hansel Robles start. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked out, but uh, you know, a couple a couple guys out there that are paying big money for the Syndergaard seats. Classic, and uh, I finally this week. Our final award is uh, goes out to our favorite beat writer. It's the uh, Mark Carrig Tweet of the Week Award. If you don't know who Mark Carrig is, he's uh, he he sits atop the Newsday throne uh, for Mets writing. Real skilled scribe there. And uh, who are we giving it to? So he had this tweet uh, on the Friday night, and and the one thing I love about the Mark Carrig Richie is he really appreciates Long Island. You know, he's always, he's always tweeting about Stephen Matz being from Long Island and reminding the people how good people from Long Island are. So thank you for that. And this comes from Friday night. Just reminding the fans, Mark Carrick doing a nice public service. Steve Matz, Long Island native, has just delivered the first pitch of the night. So you're on your phone. Maybe you lose track of the game. You know the kid Matz is going. You're out here on Long Island. Talk about an incentive to watch. So thank you, Mark. Yeah, a little LI Pride week in, week out. Uh, that's our that's our first segment. The uh, Mets awards. We're going to be doing that one every week. I can tell you that much. And, and there are many and, more awards to come. And we'll have Mark Carrick tweet of the week every week. Yeah, you know, frankly, if you have time, tweet at Mark Carrick. Get him on here. Get him on here. Maybe he could read his own award to people. That would be wonderful. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the final segment of the show. I know it's very sad. Uh, but it's a great one. It's called I Never Liked Him. And this week's candidate is Alex Torres, that moron who pitched in relief last year for us and wore some sort of uh, cummerbund on his head. Yeah, my uh, my friends that uh, are low-class Yankee fans used to say to me, you got the Alex Torres and the Carlos Torres. Which one is the good one? And I said there was no good one. Two guys with the same name who are related, and neither of them can play. I don't know who the scouting guy is that brought the two guys named Torres in that can't play, but... What is that, Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, if we if we had Andres Torres on the team still, we'd have a, a trio of garbage Torres. Medi- mediocre Torres guys. Yeah, really bad. This guy looked like he was wearing a couch cushion on his head. Uh, you know, he's he's one of those guys. He pitched like he had money in the other team. It was just you know underhand stuff getting cranked out of the yard. Uh, you know, wear a regular hat, Alex. How about that? There's an idea. Uh, he's definitely one of those kids who wore a helmet while he was riding his bike. Wore a helmet in the pool, wore a helmet everywhere. Uh, you know, his parents didn't let him didn't let him walk down the street without a helmet on. And uh, you know, these days as an adult, I bet he rides in the right lane in the southern state. He's afraid to do more than forty five. It's embarrassing. You know, it's uh, it's stuff that as a grown man 
he should he should probably lose sleep over. So Alex Torres, I never liked you. Never liked you, Alex. And as a wise man once said, put it in the books uh, for this week's podcast. And Richie, we'd be remiss if we didn't tell you where to send the folks from social that your cousin's been helping us out with. That's right. My cousin has been doing a uh, bang up job, or so he tells me. I don't really see see it too much. Uh, you know, my my Dell overheats, so I can only have it on for about fifteen minutes a day. But if you want to find us, you can find us on the Facebook at First Time Long Time Podcasts. Uh, you can email us at First Time Long Time Pod at gmail dot com. Feel free to send us some ideas for the show. Uh, we're not machines or robots. And then, of course, uh, on Twitter, we're very active. We're tweeting at Mark Carrig day in and day out. It's Mets FTLT. All right. Uh, make sure, if you have a chance, to go find us on iTunes, subscribe, leave us a nice review. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. And, uh, you know, we'll see you out at Honolulu Harry's. Have a great week, and let's go Mets. Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.